This is a podcast for the moments in life you say to yourself, now what? We will uncover hard topics such as fertility, infertility, the challenges it can bring to women in marriages, miscarriages, abortion, womanhood, identity, motherhood, and more. Wherever you're listening, we're so glad you're here. Now here's Kristen Comstock. Hey guys, this is Kristen Comstock with the Now What Podcast, and I am here with a very dear friend of mine, Debbie Price, and I just want to introduce you guys to the podcast. We are here to talk about some of the hard topics that as women and just in general as people, we don't always talk about. So we're going to talk about miscarriage or abortion. Um, We might even discuss rape or molestation, um, what our role is as women in this world, what our role is maybe as a wife or a mom, our identity as a woman. So we're going to dive into some really deep topics. So we'd love for you to join us today. And um, like I said, I'm here with Debbie and um, we know each other pretty well. Um, But just to introduce you, so you have been married for how long? 33 years. 33 years to your husband. And how many kids do you have? We have uh, two, two boys and then three in heaven. Okay. And how old are your two boys that are here on earth? My boys are um, 27 and 25, almost 26. So they're now adults. They are. If you consider they them are. adults. Yes, they're still my babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. And then tell us a little bit about your background. Like what have you done in the past? You have a, de- a dual degree in what? I have a dual degree in um, early childhood elementary education. And when I first got that degree, I, I taught school for many years, taught third grade, preschool, several other grades kind of in between. Yeah. And I did that until I began having children. And then I kind of transitioned from that into uh, teaching women's Bible studies and leading women's groups. And, and you've led like uh, women's ministry teams. Yes. And you've taught a lot and so yeah so and i'm still using my degree yes it's just in a different different form <laughs> hey sometimes you have to use that like hey let's listen ladies listen up That's here right. sometimes the kids are a little easy <laughs> yes we can get a little chatty so um okay awesome and um your true passion kind of what we had talked about is you really love to see women really develop and really capture and hold on to and become their true identity in Christ, what God has meant them to be and do. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. That that triggers something in me. I get excited when a woman gets it. Yes. And, yes. And when they get excited about what they're doing. Yes. Whether it's um, becoming a mom and being a stay-at-home mom or working or starting what, a podcast. Yes. <laughs> what Whatever that passion is, whatever she wants to do whatever she's passionate about right right is uh yeah i love that so today what we're actually going to be talking about and what we're what subject we're going to be diving into um is we're actually going to be talking about miscarriage Mm -hmm. um multiple or one but miscarriages in general and um so before we get started i want to just read some statistics um because even though it's talked about, it's not talked about. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. You hear it, but then you don't hear it. Or you hear it talked about, but it's not really, you don't hear anyone really diving into this subject and talking about the effects of miscarriage. So a couple of statistics. Um, so miscarriage is when, so if someone doesn't know what a miscarriage is, 
it's usually when they lose a child before 20 weeks is is the scientific definition of it. And so for women um, that know they're pregnant, which a lot of times women don't know they're pregnant. So there's probably more miscarriages out there than what the statistics read, because sometimes women don't know they're pregnant yet. But about every 10 to 15 out of 100 pregnancies end in a miscarriage, which is 10 to 15 percent, which is that's big. I think is kind of high. Like it's a lot more mm-hmm. common than what you you would think. Ten percent. It would be talked about a lot more. Um, and then most miscarriages happen before the twelfth week of pregnancy. But for the thirteenth to nineteenth week, every one in five out of a hundred pregnancies end in miscarriage, which is still, again, I think that's a high. high percentage mm-hmm. when you think about being up to nineteen weeks. That's that's 5%. That's that's a pretty high percentage. So just want to give our listeners some statistics of miscarriages. Um, so before we dive, dive into the subject, I want to ask you in regards to this topic, what was kind of your now what moment in regards to miscarriages? Sure. Uh, when I went through my miscarriages, um, it, it was painful. And so it was, and like you said, nobody talked about it. Uh, nobody knew what to say or how to say. Um, so I just really kind of just stuffed the pain and carried it. Mm-hmm. And uh, people would try to be comforting and would try to say comforting things, but it just, they didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, until one day I met a woman who um, helped me grieve the loss. Uh, I didn't know, this is going to sound crazy, but I didn't know I had the right to grieve mm. over a miscarriage because mm-hmm. I never had the baby in my arms or anything like that. And so many people just kind of brushed it off as nothing. I thought something was broken and, you know, right. I'm wrong. I'm You're all messed the, up in the wrong. because I'm feeling such anguish over this. Right. And so she taught me how to, um, that it was okay to grieve and how to walk through that loss. And um, I love that. And so we're going to dive more into that. Mm-hmm. So I want to first by asking, okay, so you and your husband are married. Yes. And you had been married for how long before you decided you wanted to start trying to have kids? We were probably married um, three years. I want to say it was three years. Uh, and then we decided, okay, now it's time to start our family. Um, and so we began. So you guys kind of got settled in and mm-hmm. you started trying to get pregnant. Right. So um, when when did you get pregnant and how did, what did that look like? Well, it actually took me an entire year to uh, to get pregnant. And I, I got pregnant, took the pregnancy test, you know, all the positive, da-da-da-da, got excited mm-hmm. and started telling a few people, and that one ended in miscarriage. And how old were you? I was, oh gosh, now you're going to ask me with numbers, <laughs> uh, probably 26, Six, maybe? 25, 26 yeah, somewhere okay. in there. Um, and so at this time, you're how many weeks pregnant? You've told a good bit of, like how many told, people would you say you told? Uh, well, told, you know, the moms and the dads, okay. and, you know, and and and, uh, and uh, best friends and... Close um, family and friends knew at this point. Yes, yes. Okay. And um, more people knew about the miscarriage mm-hmm. than they actually knew about the actual Pre- pregnancy. pregnancy. Yeah. So uh, how many weeks did you miscarriage? I miscarry was, uh, I was somewhere between nine and 12 uh, weeks. weeks. Okay. Yeah, we couldn't totally determine uh, what that was. 
Okay, so let's get into that. Okay. So what did that look like? Um, so you're excited, you got pregnant, and yes. you had the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that look like on a medical perspective? You know, you went to the doctor. What, like, what happened? How did you find out? Right. Well, I um, I went to the doctor when the when the test came up positive, and I went and um took the pregnancy test there and and all the things that they did there and everything was fine um, or, you know, everything came up positive. And it was like two or three weeks later before my next appointment um, that I started spotting. Mm. And so then I went to the doctor Mm -hmm. and um, they uh, checked for a heartbeat. To see if because I believe the heart be- starts beating like about five, five weeks, weeks yeah. yeah. So I knew I was beyond that point. Um, but uh, so they checked for a heartbeat and could not see a heartbeat, and then they uh said that it would be good if I had a DNC done, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no clue they what a DNC was, and they was. didn't explain it to you, they didn't explain it, they didn't tell me anything. Uh, about the procedure and you would have thought being an adult that I would have understood what a DNC was or I would have even asked questions but I was so stunned mm-hmm. that I just lost my baby that I, I didn't even ask questions right. and so they gave me a half of a volume and said okay we'll be back in about 30 minutes and um, and were you by yourself I was by myself but I had called Roy to come up to uh, the office okay. and they had suggested that I call him so he came up and he sat with me for a little bit and um, the nurse comes in and she says okay we're ready to do the procedure and and um, I think the doctor asked Roy, Roy, do you want to stay in here, uh, you know, with her? Or do you want to go out? And I, and I even told him, I said, no, Roy, just it, it'll be it's fine. fine. They tell me it's going to be just a short procedure. Right. Um, go ahead and, and wait in the waiting room. Well, the nurse grabs his arm and pulls him and says, no, you're coming with us. Oh, gosh. And um, so he was kind of like, well, okay. And (laughs) I'm very, very. And at the time, did he even really know what it was? No, we were clueless as to actually what that procedure entails. Right. Um, I don't I don't know why I didn't know. I I just I just didn't. Um, So Roy comes in with me and I'm I praise God that he was in there with me. That was. probably one of the most painful procedures I've ever had to endure. And a half of a volume doesn't touch it. Well, so. I know it doesn't because <laughs> I recently had one that was a full volume and that didn't do anything. <laughs> so no. I can only imagine that you felt every ounce of pain that I, you I did experience at the time. And so that was very traumatic. And I was just going to ask, like the experience as a whole – and again, just sticking with the first miscarriage, mm-hmm. was it traumatic? And what was it like physically like being in the office? Uh, very clinical? That was very clinical. I, the nurse and the doctor, I mean, they were they were very nice. But, um, and the one nurse, especially the nurse that grabbed Roy and said, you know, no, you're right. coming in here. Uh, she did have compassion. Mm. Um, but it was still just very... And you're numb. Right. You've just been told you're, in you're no longer going to give birth to this baby. Yeah. The one that you worked so hard for a year, <laughs> you know, to help come about. And it's about. a state of shock. You are. You're numb. 
you're just it's numb. Just, you're 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 mind. You're, you're not trying thinking. to process yes. because it's it is so clinical, and you go in and you're so excited, and it's stripped from you in yes. seconds. Yes, and your mind is trying to process what's happening. Right. Meanwhile, the doctors have other appointments to get to. <laughs> right, right. They've got so to go deliver like, babies, <laughs> and you're not going to have a baby. And yes. so now this is what we're going to do: do this, this, and this, and you're on your way, and you're left like, well, what the heck? Right. You know, absolutely. And um, uh, so I was very thankful Roy was there because had he not been, I could not have imagined going through that without him there. So how did it affect you? You know, before we get to any of the other pregnancies, but how did it affect you that experience that first? I mean, because for you. Unfortunately, you know, some people, they have a baby, then they have a miscarriage. But for you, unfortunately, this was your first encounter with pregnancy. So how did that affect you going into, you know, the next decisions you made? If y'all were going to try to have more kids or you weren't going to or Yeah, it was um, it was terrifying because every month, you know, it could be it could be. But then if it is, am I going to lose it? Mm-hmm. And so that was always, always in the back of my mind was mm-hmm. if I get pregnant again, uh, will I be able to get pregnant again? Uh, I don't know. Uh, or I didn't know. Right. right at right. the time. And um, so that made uh, even for Roy and I for trying to get pregnant became very clinical and it became my sole focus. Yeah, because you were so close to this dream that you had. Yes. It's a dream. And I know in conversation, you know, maybe not for everybody or everybody's not in a place where they're ready to have a child. Right. But for you and where you were at in your life, this was like a dream. And this was something you truly wanted, desired, and were trying to accomplish. Yes. And so then when it got stripped from you and now you were like, well. Yeah. Well, there was a piece of me missing. There was a hole. that Actually, the first hole started mm-hmm. and um but I covered it up I covered that pain up with the whole process of trying pain to get again. pregnant and, and I uh, like how you say that a whole because it was a piece it's literally a piece of you that's now missing that's not with you in the physical yes yes and and like I said too and with a DNC they're literally taking pieces of you out right right so it was yeah there was a that was um I still look at it even today and I'm not traumatized by it, mm-hmm. but the trauma is still, I mean, I, I can still remember it. Yeah. It's one of those memories that you can, if you think on it hard enough or, you know, like oh, right yeah, now I where could, I could send you can me back smell to it. it. Oh, yes. You know, you yes. can smell the smells and yeah. feel the, how you felt and mm-hmm. the temperature in the air. And yes. Yeah. And even when I would go to the doctor's office and they would want to, if the other rooms are full and they would go, oh, well, you're going to come into this room, you know, and I'd be like, no, no. I will wait. Yeah. I wouldn't allow them to even put me in that room again. Yeah. Yeah. Because all your memory was there right. from that. Right. Um, so let's talk about your second pregnancy. Okay. How long did it take? When, when did you decide, first, when did you decide that you were going to start trying? Well, we pretty much started trying again immediately. We uh, we had to wait, I don't know, a few weeks yes. afterward. And uh, and then we began. Uh, I, and like I said, it became 
an obsession. An obsession for me. Yeah. And Which um, takes a little bit of the fun out of it. <laughs> it does. It became very clinical. <laughs> and uh, so um, we we started trying for, uh, again, to get pregnant. And then again, it took an another entire year, year to get pregnant. And, um, and again, about the, I would take the pregnancy test, got excited. I was smart and we did you not tell, tell anybody. We told my parents and his parents, um, but then we asked them, you know, just, just keep, keep this. It to and uh, I wasn't going now. to say anything until about probably 12 weeks yep. uh, into it. And uh, so I'd learned my lesson the first time. Yeah. So, and then at what point, because your second pregnancy, you also lost the baby. M- miscarried again. And yes. so at what point, how many weeks was that? Again, in that 9 to 10, okay. 9, 10, 12 uh, week. So you've gotten pregnant once and you lost your first child. Mm-hmm. You got pregnant a second time. You lost your second child. What did it look like after that? Because I can imagine after that you could feel discouraged and oh I yeah mean, you could feel i'm I sure felt you felt like a, a failure of, yeah i felt like a failure i felt like i was i couldn't be you know you're 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 a woman you're supposed to be able to get pregnant for sure when you want to get pregnant yes. you're supposed to be, i mean that's the that's, next natural thing that you're supposed to do and uh so i felt like a huge failure and um and the doctors could not tell me why why it was taking so long to get pregnant and why I would miscarry. No diagnosis. Nothing. Just... I was a statistic. Yeah. You were you were the <laughs> 10 to 15%. Yes. yes. So just want to pause on that mm-hmm. because you said something that I think is so important and I know that it's applicable to myself and I'm sure there's friends and family that don't even know this about me. But I just had my very first miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And what you said was, it is so much of a desire of our soul as a woman. And it is something we feel like almost to an extent you can feel like you have to do. Like this is is what I was created to do. Right, right. Um, What do you say to the women that, to, to a me, that has had a miscarriage and doesn't have any children yet that so desire to bear a child on their own that just we're not there yet. Right. You know, I understand because I've walked in your shoes. Mm -hmm. I understand that longing. I understand that desire and that passion and that drive to want to have that baby. And social media is, it didn't exist probably when you were going through your first pregnancies. And now, you know, we've talked about there's something in the water and, you know, you see social media and pregnancy announcement and this and this, you know, and I'm having a baby and I'm having a baby. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, shoot. Everyone's having a baby. The dogs are having babies. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the, the, my donkey got pregnant. My cows are pregnant. Exactly. True story. Yeah. Um, so, yes. I mean, what do you speak into those women that feel, you know, I, I praise God that I have him mm-hmm. because I think if I didn't rely so heavily on him, it would have drugged me into a deep state of pro, uh, depression if I'm being really honest mm-hmm. and it and it really could have. Um, and I had a 
a husband that was very supportive and a group of friends that were really supportive and have a great relationship with the Lord. But to the women out there that maybe don't have one or any of those things, well, what do you say? Birthing a child from your womb does not make you a woman. Mm. It just doesn't. Birthing a child does not solidify that you now have arrived. It is a blessing. Mm -hmm. It is a blessing to give birth. And, um, but I have many friends that have not been able to physically give birth to Mm -hmm. children. They have um, acquired children through adoption. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, uh, in my case, I didn't have a daughter, but I get to have uh, what I deem as spiritual daughters, daughters that the Lord gives me to love on, Mm -hmm. and uh, and you being one of them. And um, so you can mother and if that is a deep, deep desire right. for you, and your body just does not produce the offspring that you that you want, right. there are many, many different right. ways to satisfy right. that passion and that desire to have a child. Yes. Um, and, and it doesn't make it. And I would add to that: it doesn't make it any less of a loss. It, it's not. It's probably not going to completely fill that specific void. Right. It's going to fulfill you in a different way it will but having a child won't if you've got a hole (laughs) (laughs) uh, i don't know how else to explain it but having a child won't necessarily fill and it's even not gonna fulfill like in your case your two boys that you have here on earth don't fill the void of the children that you've lost absolutely in a miscarriage. not it's yes. a different hole it's a right. different size hole yeah absolutely um, absolutely you're so. right so going back to, so you had a second miscarriage, just stopping on these two miscarriages mm-hmm. that you had, how did it affect your marriage? Like, did it create distance? Did, Absolutely. Like, was there an effect on your marriage at all? It was. It was a really, really tough time uh, in our marriage because, again, I w- uh, as I said, uh, nobody really knew um, how to talk to me about miscarriages right. and so therefore they didn't talk about it and I didn't talk about it. It happened, it went, it did uh, a week it was done. Right. And then everybody's everybody's gone Back and, to normal. And, and moving on. Right. Even though in my heart I'm dying. Right. And um and then even Roy and I didn't really know how to talk about right. it. Right. Um he he knew I was upset. Uh, I honestly didn't even know if he was upset right. because he's the the guy that keeps the the wheels going and and you know he's got to be strong and 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 keep everything, keep everything together moving. right. So he didn't. Um, we did not. I did not know how to grieve, and we did not know how to grieve together. And uh, so, becoming trying to become pregnant became very very clinical. It was no longer you know. Uh, the act of making love. It was right. like, okay, like, this is the time. Let's get to business. Like, yeah. this is, we got to make this happen. Right. Which, like I said, takes the fun out of it. It does. It <laughs> does. And puts a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. You yeah. know, because every For month sure. when it wouldn't happen, um, I would be mad, angry, upset. And he would take that personally as, as if he were failing. Or it's something that's just kind of unconsolable too. Like it is. as a husband, as a protector, mm-hmm. they want to f- fix the yes. problem. They yes. want to help you. They want to make it better. They want you to be happy. And so it's 
they can be with you in it. Right. Um, but there's really nothing that you can do. There's nothing, you know, like we were taught, I think we talked about before we got started with this conversation, we were talking about how it's completely outside of your control. Yes. It's like, usually you say, it's your body, control what you're doing. You have, use self-control, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you do this your kids, and this will happen. Right, you yep. teach your kids, like, keep your hands to yourself, you know? Right. And so it's our body, and we have no control of what's happening. And so it's kind of like this weird thing where you want to control it, and there's nothing you can do. Right. There's nothing you could change or do. It's your body. Absolutely nothing. And do. when the doctors are telling you, sorry, <laughs> it's the yeah, 10% but what's the, but chance. What's the answer? What's the answer? Sorry, we don't have one for you. Right. And so for you specifically, you know, and some people get diagnoses, which can obviously help them and their family with, you know, treatment or medication right. or whatever. For you, you know, you had the two miscarriages and then you guys decided to kind of seek out fertility. Yes. They didn't diagnose you. They did Mm-mm. give you some medication. But finally, your third pregnancy. Tell us about that. Yes. My third pregnancy, I was able to uh, conceive. And uh, and it was kind of cool because it's actually I found out I was pregnant on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so that was kind of fun. So um I with the with the medication uh, and I had to go through the medication about three times, I think it was. And even through all that, it was very clinical. I had to wake up, take my temperature, log everything, do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, OK, Roy, temperature's up. Let's go. You know? <laughs> and and um, but it um, he's like. Wow, this getting pregnant thing's not as fun as I thought. Yeah, it was exactly. Be. <laughs> it, it was honestly a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. And um so we yeah, we became pregnant and I was honestly probably up until after 12 weeks if I really want to be honest, I was terrified my whole pregnancy. Yeah. I, I mean, was just honestly gonna... in the back of my mind. Yes. It was always will With... this go through yeah i was just gonna ask you you know so you had your third pregnancy we know that you had ryan yes but during that pregnancy was there fear were you afraid were you kind of like on your tippy toes waiting for something to happen like what were your emotions like through and was it healthy pregnancy i had a very healthy pregnancy everything went well everything was going great uh i would i personally was healthy uh ryan was growing well um but I, uh, I always still had that little bit of something in the back of my mind because I had lost the other two. Right. That you could lose this one. And so I don't know that that ever really fully went away. I truly believed he was going to be okay. I was just going to say it was a weird. Yes. Dichotomy. I was just going to say you had the fear, which ultimately really was the enemy just trying to. Yes. Attack you and make you nervous. Yes. Whatever the case may be. But, you know, I know you had mentioned that you really believe that he was the child that God had promised. Yes, because I had I was at a women's retreat Mm -hmm. and I remember um, I can't specifically remember what the lady was, was talking about, but we were praying and and I think asking God um, for for certain things. And so I visually saw a baby in my arms and I remember my aunt even came up to me and she says, Debbie, you won't be going skiing with us in February. And I was like, well, why can't I go? You know, (laughs) she goes, cause you're going to be pregnant. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's why 
And we did. I found out February 14th that I was pregnant with Ryan. So I was putting those two combination things together Mm -hmm. as well as confirmation that this child would survive. And, you know, I would carry him to term. So God offered you a form of peace through this pregnancy. Although because of your past experience, you still had that fear. Uh, But he... Gosh, I can't imagine maybe if you didn't have that that peace or that, you know, confirmation that he was going to be born and you'd have him in your arms. I can't imagine maybe how much more fear you would have that affected you. Yeah, because when he was born, he was born nearly three weeks early. Mm. And um, I got to see him for about 10 seconds before they whisked him away. And I Mm -hmm. didn't see him for another 24 hours. Oh, my gosh. And um, because he had some breathing problems and some things like that. But I just knew deep in my heart uh that the lord had said that this was going to be this one was going to be the one and um so and he was so out fine you have ryan i have ryan yeah and you're happy you're happy i mama. am i'm going along about so my life tell me about at what point <laughs> wesley is coming along in this picture that's right well that he was our he was our surprise baby because, i love that uh i was uh nursing and i had nursed ryan for over a year and they talk about sometimes how you can't get pregnant when you're nursing and all that well for me i'm like well i can't get pregnant <laughs> you know i had to do you're uh, like, I'm not, worried. I'm not worried about I'm it. I'm not worried about nothing. And um, I remember just being really tired and not feeling good. And uh, I was talking to a girlfriend and she goes, Debbie, you ought to take a pregnancy test. I'm like, I am not going to take another one of those. Yes. Because first off, because I was going to say, how many pregnancy tests had you taken? I should have bought stock. Yeah. In pregnancy tests. Because, because when you so I, desire to have a child, you're like, oh, I'm maybe taking if a- I just think hard enough that I'm pregnant and I take this pregnancy yes. test, it's going to have a little you can plus, have a plus sign, sign on, it. on it. Right. You can <laughs> will it into being, but that's not true. Right. That's not true. So I, I brought him into, uh, uh, anyway, long story short, um, I went ahead and took the pregnancy test and ended up, um, it was positive. And I actually took a second one because I didn't think the first one was right because there was no way that I was going to get pregnant without help. Right. And so I ended up going to the doctor and uh, we kind of cycled through some stuff. And he says, well, you know, you're about three months in. And I was like, I'm what? And so did I you was just actually, lose it? Oh, I did. I was actually past the time of when I had miscarried before okay. the first two pregnancies. So I was past How did that, that feel? Oh, well, that was exciting. Right. Um, you know, you still get the thing in the back of your mind, but it was still exciting. Um, that one was fun because we didn't, I didn't even try. And so <laughs> I just really looked at it as like just the Lord's blessing and that he didn't even allow me to find out until I was past the uh, point of the other miscarriages. Which I love that. That's just a little gift he gave you wrapped up with a little bow that you didn't even know you were gonna get. Yes, absolutely. We call him our Christmas surprise. (laughs) So, okay, so, and you have Wesley. I have Wesley, So you have two healthy boys about how many months apart? Uh, They're 21, 22 months apart. Okay, so just shy of two years Just shy of two years, yeah. Okay, and so, you're happy. You have yep. two children. Yep. Um, you have two in heaven. Yes. And 
Did you want more children? I did. I originally wanted six. I'm not sure that Roy was on board with the six, but I really, uh, I had desired uh, a large family. And you just um, tell them half of what you actually want. Like I tell Cody, I want 12. (laughs) Yes. Then I'm guaranteed my six. Yes, yes. (laughs) I do that when I go to the store. I'm like, hey, I spent $200. No, really, it was 100, so I feel better. (laughs) But um, anyway, we um went wesley was probably about three okay three or four and i became pregnant again okay and um we weren't trying okay we had just kind of given up you know my body was going to get pregnant when my body got pregnant and Mm -hmm. we weren't going to stop it and we weren't going to right um actually pursue getting pregnant so this was your fifth pregnancy so you Uh, had your Two, four, yes, fifth. So pregnancy. you had your first two miscarriages, then you had your two boys. Yes. And then this is your fifth pregnancy. And yes. what happened? Uh, again, about that nine, in that nine, 10, 11, 12 week span, um, I miscarried. And um, that one was a tough one because and not that the other two weren't tough either. Right. And you would think that, oh, I've got two kids, so this this one shouldn't bother me because I've got two. Right. Uh, that's a lie. Yeah. You know, and, and I again, would hear that from people. Different-shaped oh, hole. <laughs> yes, yes. I would hear that from people. Well, you just need to be blessed that you've got, to, you know, be happy you've got two. I'm thrilled I got two. Right. But I wanted this one too. Right. You know, so. And I want my two that's in heaven. And I want my two, yeah, well-meaning <laughs> right. friends, but. Yes, yes. Yeah. So where, so you have a third miscarriage, mm-hmm. fifth pregnancy, third miscarriage. Yes. Where did this kind of take you emotionally? Because I would imagine, like, for me, I don't know if I'd be able to handle, I mean, I've had one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even say, you know, I've even told my husband I just don't know that I could handle another one. I mean, it's it's emotionally, you know, daunting. It's literally heartbreak. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my heart was taken out of my chest. Yep. And so, where did it leave you emotionally? Again, it left me um, create another hole, you know, and uh, hope stolen. Uh, that's how I how, how I kind of viewed it, um, but. Um, I had made uh, a decision at the, I will tell you, I did not pray about it, but I was like, forget it. I'm not doing this anymore. And I called and made the appointment for Roy to go get his vasectomy done because I just didn't want to go. I couldn't do it again. I couldn't do the be happy and, you know, and then go through all the physical changes that you go through even at First, the beginning yes, of your yes. pregnancy your or even body is trying to try to not be happy because you're like i i don't know if i can be happy right <laughs> right because because you're excited again, but in the back of my head yep. i always had that little this could end so at what point did you guys decide like so you just decided this is it we've got a yeah, we just emotionally. I, just I couldn't can't. handle. I could not go through an uh, another loss. I just couldn't. So I'm going to ask you a really hard question okay. that um, I know that a lot of women, and I've found myself even asking, um, is why do you think God allowed it ha- to happen? I don't know that. That's I what would, you hear. A right, lot of people I say, "I don't know even, why God let let this God let this happen." You I hear don't that even want to. I I would not even say that God allowed okay. it to happen. 
So explain Honestly, that thought process. Okay, because we live in a broken world. We don't live in Eden where nothing like this ever happened. Mm -hmm. We live in a physically degrading, uh, or, or I don't know if degrading is the word I'm looking for, but it, uh, we live in a, a world. A broken world. Yeah, but we live in a world where things just don't always go like how we want them to go, but our bodies are not perfect. So when things happen, they happen. I just, I, I really don't believe um, that God, quote, unquote, allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. It's just something that physically happened. And um, and he does say he, he knows the number of our days. He does. And so he, and I'm not, you know, I, got, that, I got the thing that was like, oh, well, they just needed more angels in heaven. No, you know, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> right, like Right, yeah, either. you get all the, and mm -hmm. we'll dive into that, but we yeah. get all the things that people say. Right. But it is a hard question because, and especially for someone that does necessarily hasn't had a relationship where, with God or hasn't come into relationship. It very angry. It's a very mm -hmm. common question to say, why? Right. Why God? I mean, how many, right. we ask them about that, about our jobs, about, and so yeah. definitely having a child in your belly and, and experiencing the physical changes and then to not have that anymore. Right. That's a common question to Absolutely. ask. Absolutely. Had you asked me during the midst of all that, I probably would, Kristen, honestly have a different answer right. than what I have now. Right. And I maybe an answer we might not want to say yeah. out here. Well, no, I have a different perspective. Right about it uh i do, i don't believe that god allowed or or disallowed for it to happen mm -hmm. it was something that i think we blame god so many times for things that happen and i'm not saying it's not in his control but we we, we blame him because we didn't get what we wanted but look at where we're sitting now you know yeah that God's going to use everything to glorify Absolutely. him in the good. And I'm now, not that's saying what he I did it on purpose to no, sit us here. No, no. But I can't tell you how many conversations that I've had, and I know you yes. have had with women, yes. that this is just something that is not talked about right. in depth. Right. Um, and so I'm going to pause there. Okay. And we're going to switch focuses, and we're going to talk about healing. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Now What with Kristen Comstock. Be sure to turn on your notifications so you don't miss the next episode. See you next time.